Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo. Today, I am so honored to share a recent Firebird Book Award winning author with you. She is Chris Duffy Wenzel, and her winning book is titled Finding the Missing Peace, A Healing Journey to Wholeness. Chris says, as a result of a life-altering medical diagnosis and self-healing journey, I changed my career and became an author and certified surgery coach, assisting individuals navigate surgery using mind-body techniques. I also partner with individuals creating a unique path to wholeness as a personal coach in my private practice and mind-body spirit retreats in the beautiful Sedona area. After 30 years in a corporate environment, coaching and leading thousands of health professionals, it was time to integrate everything I've learned and offer myself to a new community ready to evolve to higher levels of conscious awareness, fulfillment, health, and vitality. And I am so excited to learn more about Chris and her work. So welcome to the network, Chris. Uh, Thank you so much, Pat, for that generous introduction. It's a delight to be here with you. Oh, what a delight to be with you as well. Congratulations on the book win. (laughs) Thank you. I can't even tell you. I was literally sitting in uh, Wendy's with my husband, (laughs) and the email came across. I'm like doing the Snoopy dance. I'm sure people are like, what is wrong with this? (laughs) You were like, spicy chicken for everyone. (laughs) It was just great. (laughs) Thank you for that honor. (laughs) Uh, I'm so happy that you submitted your book and that I have this opportunity to get to know you. Sedona, I love the area. I used to have a home at the base of the Superstition Mountains, so I miss Mm. Arizona, so I'm living there vicariously through you. Yes, it's some oh, the light yeah. and the warmth of the sun is is just delightful. Yeah, and actually, right now I'm talking to you from the chilly northeast. Um, we're actually visiting family and friends, so I'm actually in New Hampshire watching the leaves fly off the trees, <laughs> and um, it's fun to go someplace totally different. It really is, but then it's nice to go back home to Sedona. So oh, <laughs> you, you're getting to see it all. All righty. Well, as a patient advocate myself and for an advocate for patient safety, I am personally interested in your work as a surgery coach. So hopefully we'll have time to touch on that. But let's start talking about your award-winning book. Your book is titled Finding the Missing Peace. Peace is spelled P-E-A-C-E. Tell us a bit about it and why you wrote it. Mm, Yes, happy to. Uh, Well, I'd like to start with the title, um, which was an interesting sort of process. It came to me early on uh, to be finding the missing pieces, P-I-E-C-E-S. And any of your listeners that are adopted will understand immediately what that means. Um, I was adopted in a sealed state, which means the adoption records uh, are totally sealed away from everybody. And um, to try to put your history and your ancestry and to find out medical background is, is literally like taking pieces of a puzzle and trying to create and solve it. Um, and as the book idea came to me to actually <laughs> really sit down and write it, halfway through the book, I realized the title was wrong um, because of the transformational healing journey, I was no longer in pieces and I didn't want people to be left with that impression that, you know, that there was um, an ability to really 
connect to different parts of myself in new ways. And so the Finding the Missing Piece, P-E-A-C-E, -E, was really a reflection of I went on this long journey thinking the journey was truly to find my birth mother and my medical history, right? You know, I had a, a cancer diagnosis, and the recommendation from the surgeon was, you know, pretty major surgery. And as I was making the decision for the dates and just getting it done, I had this epiphany on my yoga mat that was like, whoa, what are you doing? How can you move forward without some critical pieces of information? Um, so that sent me on a whole nother journey. And I literally, you know, after years of this journey, came back to myself and realizing the peace, P-E-A-C-E, is always within us, right? No matter where we are, what's happening, whether there's incredible chaos around us, like there is often um, these days, and uncertainty, um, how do we come back to ourselves? And so that was one of the intentions of writing the book, and it became stronger and stronger as the book kind of took life, and, you know, I could see where it was going. And, you know, most of it was edited during the restrictions, the COVID, um, you know, the first part of 2020. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. Yes, interesting time for that. And that's also interesting how this kind of evolved right in front of you without your without your knowing it. You say that finding the missing piece shares the processes and resources that I use to embrace the idea that healing is not about fixing anything that's broken. It's about creating space for stillness, unlocking your inner guidance system, self-acceptance, and remembering the wholeness that is you. And that is profound. <laughs> well... Thank you. There was, um, I'd like to say that it was, it was a village that helped me get there. And, you know, to explain that path, you know, I need to take a step back. Um, you know, I had a very um, enriching and successful career um, leading, coaching, and developing people in a women's healthcare company. And, you know, it was a, a career that I loved and it was everything that I, you know, wanted in life. Um, however, I became incredibly out of balance. And, you know, there were times I was working 80 hours a week, you know, tra leaving the house on a Sunday, coming back on a Thursday night. And I allowed myself to justify what I was doing because it was something I loved doing. And honestly, I think I had lots of messages along the way to slow down you know, to have a different approach. And I did find yoga um, in, well, probably in my 40s. And I have to say that was probably the first time I really felt grounded and in my physical body. And I actually had been struggling with um, an eating disorder for years, you know, kind of manifested in my 20s. So yoga became a vehicle for healing for me. And that was my first introduction to breathing and what it was like to be in the moment. And it also put me in touch with why yoga is called a practice, right? It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I have it all. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Um, I found that I would find that still point and find those moments of peace and then something would happen and I'd be off, you know, totally off point. 
and then I would be back on point, and it became kind of humorous. It was like, okay, how many times can I be off or on in like an hour? <laughs> a lot. Um, but it ended up that yoga was my um, my my foundation for the journey that I ended up starting on, and to the point where when I had received the message to slow down and not jump right into the surgery, I was on my yoga mat. I was at the end of the yoga class during the relaxation period. And it was the message that allowed me to hit the pause button that then sent me into an entirely different pathway. And, you know, I'm also an immunovirologist. I'm a scientist. So for me, it I have to have the the proof, I have to have the clinical data, but I, and I'm also incredibly attracted to mindfulness practices, you know, the yoga and the meditation. So what ended up happening as I literally delayed the surgery is I researched mind-body healing techniques and found physicians that were willing to help me, you know, monitor what was happening to me physically with the latest imaging technologies, right? while also really getting in touch with emotions and things that I had buried for most of my life. And the meditation, the yoga, that's all where the transformation started to happen as I realized I was strong enough to actually be in those emotions. They weren't going to kill me. And, you know, for anyone that has struggled with any type of addiction, um, you know, you know how, how challenging it is to, to try to come out of that space. And I'm incredibly grateful for the people that supported me in that and the practices that I was able to take advantage of. Um, which literally leads me back to why the book was written. Um, you know, people that were around me that experienced the whole journey, like you have to write this, you have to share this with people. And, um, you know, I, I sat with that for quite a while <laughs> before I actually decided to offer the story. I'm a pretty private person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, putting it all out there um, was a bit challenging. And uh, I turned to one of my heroes, Brene Brown, for inspiration. I watched her Netflix documentary multiple times. I was like, I can do this. <laughs> I, can, I can release my story with loving intention that it that it will connect with people and it will help them in their journeys. And it surely has. Mm. It surely has. So you are an immunovirologist and yet yoga finds you or you find yoga and then you're able to incorporate that. You just like this fabulous recipe, you know, like all mixed up in the mixer and then you, you pour the batter and bake it for a while and, and out this and out you come and out comes this book. It's just, it's just... <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny. I, I do really love integrating things and um, oh my gosh, when I was, when I was younger, I loved the whole concept of weaving and I used to buy scarves and anything that was woven. And, you know, I mistakenly thought that I actually could be a weaver until I discovered it literally took like eight hours just to thread a small loom. And I thought, I do not have the patience to do this, but I can appreciate the fact that someone does. Um, so I like taking all those pieces and pulling them together and making sense of them. And so the, I think the immunovirology part of me is where the 
solving mysteries mm-hmm. and looking for solutions, which really fueled the search for my mom. And, you know, what a lot of people have shared with me is, you know, how did I make that the leap from, you know, this clinical person to literally doing past life regression and using psychics and mediums and because it really seems like a pretty big, um, a big stretch. And, you know, part of it was honestly a little bit of desperation. You know, I had gone as far as I could with logic and all the things that I knew. And, you know, when I hit a wall, which was basically, you know, the adoption agency was not going to give me the information that I needed, um, you know, even though there was no reason to keep it secret, you know, at some point they could have released it and the law in New Jersey is still, doesn't matter. The records are sealed. And I just was determined to crack this code. And um, I had some friends along the way that had had experiences with past life regression and and, um, alternative ways of solving mysteries and getting in touch with other parts of ourselves. And that's quite honestly part of how it all was solved. And even the the healing, which which kind of goes back to the surgical coaching, um, I was given a book by a friend called um, Prepare for Surgery, Heal Faster, a Guide to Body-Mind Techniques. And that was written by Peggy Huddleston, who was this incredible Harvard researcher, and she did, oh, her first study was about 10,000 patients done in Boston, and it was looking at the power of visualization and meditation and relaxing the body and how the body could actually heal itself, and this was, you know, 20 years ago. Um, it seems to be, it's a little bit more accepted now, and what grabbed me about her book was she had all of the clinical data and research, and then she had these inspirational healing stories from patients who did the relaxation CD and did deep, deep work, visualizing healing along the way, and they would go in for their pre-op testing and in some cases would find that whatever they originally were going for had healed itself, which is mind-boggling to me and um but I was so it her work so grabbed me um that I had an opportunity to meet her in person um and had a you know sessions with her and it ended up she's a psychotherapist as well so she was very helpful in creating a safe space for me to release to get in touch with a lot of the emotions that I had been you know had buried deeply for a lot of my life and some were around adoption, but I didn't, I didn't even know were there, honestly, and helped me release them. And I used her whole technique, um, you know, when I thought I was going to have the surgery and, you know, not giving anything away in the book, but I did not have the surgery. And that's 10 years ago. And um, everything in my life changed as a result of her work. Um, And one of the key things she said to me when I met her was, you know, I'm saying this with all the compassion I can offer you, Chris. Um, You are focusing on the wrong thing. You are stuck in a loop focused on the problem, what the adoption agency won't give you, you know, the blocks that are being put in front of you. 
you're not focused on what you're trying to create. It's like stand in the future and look back. What are those milestones that you need to create um, to get you where you want to go? And it it was transformative. <laughs> it just it stopped me in my tracks. Um, and it was so powerful that that's when I decided to get trained and certified in Peggy's techniques. So I work with patients um, who are having surgery or radiation or chemotherapy and, and help them. In all cases, they use less pain medication. Um, they heal faster. And in some cases, they haven't had the procedures. So it's, it's pretty incredible work, actually. Very rewarding. Oh, and you know, we're stunned. And like you said, it's mind boggling, but actually it's very natural. I, you know, think of the word mm -hmm. disease as dis-ease. And I do believe yeah. so strongly that dis-ease is a physical manifestation of what's going on with us subconsciously, you know, in our minds and our spirits and what we feed ourselves mentally. Not that it's that simple, mm -hmm. not that it's that simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, it was funny. Um, Oh, probably two months ago, I happened to hear Anita Merjani interviewed um, by um, intuitive healer Lee Harris. And I I love his, he has podcasts every week. And Anita's first book was Dying to Be Me. And, you know, in a nutshell, she was literally on her deathbed from uh, cancer that she'd been struggling with for six years and, and had a near-death experience. And in that experience that she had with her ancestors and her father who met her on the other side, she had this epiphany that she had been holding on and absorbing not only her own emotions, but other people. You know, she was incredibly sensitive. And, you know, her father's message to her was, you know, if you go back, you know, you will, you will be different. You will have a gift on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think she was under 100 pounds. The family had been assembled because the doctor said she wouldn't make it through the night. And she walked out of the hospital four weeks later. Yep. And that is the power of that recognition, right? That that was, you know, she made that connection, that that was part of what had happened to her. And, you know, for me, um, someone shared with me a book on, different diseases that were connected to the chakra systems, the energy systems in the body. And my cancer was uterine cancer, you know, which is second chakra, which what was interesting about that is the emotion that was connected with that was fear, grief, sadness, and loss. And when I first read it, it was very early in my transformation and my healing journey. I literally brushed it off, Pat. Like, okay, yeah. I'm, you know, in my 50s. Who hasn't had grief, sadness, and loss in their life for Pete's sake? Um, but, you know, how something gets in and doesn't let go. And I started to realize, as an adopted person, I had grief, sadness, and loss before I was even born. Right. You know, I, um, you know, my mom was uh, a 17-year-old young woman and, you know, she left me five days after I was born, which, you know, you just can't even imagine what that is like no. um, for the mother. Um, but that piece, you know, was part of what I think I needed to heal from. And, you know, there wasn't any accident from my perspective that the cancer was, you know, in that part of my body. 
Um, so I'm really grateful for people that share their stories, you know, like Anita, um, because it adds credibility that, you know, because I've had some people say to me, you know, I don't, it's almost like they don't, they don't believe, you know, what happened, that it really happened. And I'm like, it's, I'm not that unusual. It might be that you haven't read stories right. or heard people tell us, you know, share their stories, but they're out there. Oh, absolutely. It's not that unusual. It could be the norm if we allowed it. Which I think is why, it, you know, what you're doing and, and bringing people's stories to more people that, you know, will be able to hear this. A lot of people don't have time to read. It's so important because, you know, people find pieces of themselves in other people's stories, yes. right? Um, and I have to say, and it's one of the things that has just given me so much joy and internal satisfaction to have, you know, people contact me or what they've taken away from the story and things that I never even thought of. You know, someone wrote, you know, the biggest theme in your book for me was forgiveness. And I, I thought, wow, I hadn't, hadn't really thought about that. And, you know, her comment was, it seems like you have the ability to let go mm -hmm. of the pain and the hurts and the wrongs, et cetera, that had happened in your life. And it was so interesting, Pat, because I hadn't really thought about it. And I thought, yeah, I guess I did. It, it was part of the journey. I didn't even know it was happening. Mm -hmm. um, so it's really fun to, to have those experiences with readers and go, wow, how cool is that? <laughs> Well, I think it allows them to see how it worked for someone else. And so then it makes it accessible to say, oh, well, that could work for me as well. And you're so right. We often hang on to the wrong things. You know, you're butting your head against the fact that New Jersey is sealing the adoption papers and mm -hmm. records and, and you're not allowing anything else in. And I think we all do that, don't we? We we kind of butt our head against the wall and just bang it against the same thing over and over again instead of maybe seeing the, seeing the true picture. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's funny. I think, you know, sometimes our culture has sort of taught us that, you know, you have to work really hard. Nothing comes easy. You know, life is a struggle. And, you know, part of um, the healing work that I did, um, you know, I read a lot about the law of attraction. And there was one piece of one of the books, I think it was um, Esther Hicks' book, um, Ask and It Is Given. And she was talking about going, floating downstream without a paddle. Like, if it feels like you're literally constantly paddling upstream that is the time to stop and look at what you're doing and start to explore what are you doing why are you doing it how does it feel to do what you're doing and is it possible to drop the oars and start floating downstream oh. and honestly Josh, i that one i have it like dog-eared and underlined in the book because i started to look at my life and go wow i I don't, I don't float downstream much, you know, and could I really have a life that is that easeful? And, um, and I think that for me, that's still a, that's a continual exploration that I'm happy to journey on. I love that picture um, about paddling without the oars. I live on a river and I do this on purpose. Mm. Sometimes I try to go out in my kayak every day and sometimes I'll just, especially like if it's windy, I'll put the oars 
the paddles into the <laughs> kayak and I'll just sit there and think, okay, I'm just going to let this wind blow me wherever. And I land in, you know, piles of thickets and, <laughs> and thorns. And then it eventually the wind pulls out and it pulls me another direction. So actually, <laughs> physically, I let that happen to me and try to take what just happened physically and apply that to my life and think, okay, I'm back home again. I'm safe and sound. And I just let that whip me around wherever it was going to take <laughs> me and try to apply that to your life every day. There's so much we can do to help ourselves that, um, yeah, I think sometimes life gets in our way. Well, it does. And I, I think um, it's why stillness, mindfulness, whatever those things that people do that connect themselves back to their their spirit, their heart, allows us to see that, you know, it's, um, I feel like so much of the time I was unconscious, you know, I, oh my gosh, when I, the first time I really got serious about meditating and yoga, I was scared to death because all of a sudden I got really connected to the voices in my head mm -hmm. and most of them they were mine and they were <laughs> incredibly judgmental about what I looked like, what I did how I sounded, and I thought, I wouldn't speak to anybody the way that those voices are speaking to me, and, you know, that for me is that going upstream, you know, trying to, like, paddle upstream constantly, and we don't even know it's happening, and when we have those moments where, oh my gosh, I am now aware of what is happening, and how I'm feeling, and what I'm saying to myself, then that's where the power comes from, right? We move from victim to an empowered, enlightened person, right? Yeah. Um, and then the path, like you said, you're floating. The paths just open up. It's almost like they illuminate in front of you. Mm -hmm. And life really can become easeful and effortless. Um, but I really do think it, it, a lot of it starts with the awareness yes. out of the gate. You are right, my friend. Your Prepare for Surgery and Heal Faster workshops, are those all done in person, or can anyone take part in that um, virtually if they need help? It's all virtual. Oh. There's very few that I do in person. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, yep. And okay. what I would suggest, uh, yeah, if, if for anyone that wants additional information on my website, um, which is kachinawoman.com, which is spelled K-A-C-H-I-N-A, com. there's a page on the surgery coaching and lots of good information for people to explore. And I also do a complimentary discovery session, Pat, for any of the coaching that I do, because it's really important for someone to, to connect yes. with whoever they're going to be working with. And so those are completely complimentary and it allows people to ask questions and feel if, you know, I'm the person they'd like to work with in the future. I said this to you before we even began that I just feel like I already know you. So you, I think, would be the perfect person to work with. So if anyone's out there that are, is going to have surgery in their future or thinking about healing practices, get a hold of Chris, uh, kachinawoman.com and your book, Finding the Missing Piece. So anything we missed that you wanted to highlight today, Chris, I don't want to leave until I'm sure that we've touched on things you wanted to highlight. Hmm. Oh, well, thank you so much, because this was incredibly rich. I can't believe the time has flown by. Um, I think my what I'd love to leave with, with all of your listeners is 
the, the real message in, in my book is allowing yourself wholeness, joy, and love to come in and to follow your own unique path. You know, I had a specific path that was very connected to my history. Um, it doesn't mean that that's a path for everyone. So I think finding that pause in your life and the opportunity to really listen to your inner guidance system is so important. And then to follow your own unique path to happiness and peace. You, my friend, are a blessing. I'm so happy that we met, that you entered your book, that we had this conversation. And I want to be sure everyone knows about Chris Duffy Wenzel and her book, Finding the Missing Peace, A Healing Journey to Wholeness. Her website is kachinawoman.com. You are fabulous. Just absolutely fabulous. <laughs> uh, I am so happy. Thank that, you so much. <laughs> yeah, so happy we had this conversation. Any final words then before we head out? Peace and love to everyone listening and a huge virtual hug to you, Pat, for the incredible work that you're doing in the world. So thank you for the opportunity to connect with you today. 